Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Shut up and sit And good morning. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are streaming the show this morning, welcome. WGNCRadio.com is where you can make that happen. Two hours of sports talk that we've got today, and we've got quite a bit to cover. Today, the NFL trade deadline. What kind of movement will we see? For those of you that stayed up and watched NFL Monday Night Football, though I'm not imagining there's a ton of you that did, is Devontae Adams on the move? If so, where? For you Panthers fans, what if I asked, is there one player that could dramatically change the fortunes of the Panthers? This year, would you make the deal? And who would it be? In my mind, I don't necessarily know that there is any of those people that exist. However, what if? What players are going to make moves or what teams are going to make moves what players are going to be involved? Major League Baseball last night. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. We've got some local stuff to talk about. We're going to be really kind of all over the place today. We're trying to see if we can isolate some interviews for later on in the week, possibly. I'm still battling through whatever this is. So I'm hoping that you'll bear with me. If there's a couple seconds that I back out and you hear some, some silence, understand that I've probably hit the cough button. Understand I've probably just taken a second to clear my throat. There you go. There's transparency. So let's go ahead and dive into it.
I heard somebody mention on a not-so-local sports talk show that this is effectively the sports equinox. And it is a great time of the year. Make no mistake about it. As you have simultaneously Major League Baseball wrapping up the World Series this week, you have the NBA just getting cranked up. You have the NHL that's already about two weeks in. And you got the NFL rolling through. It's a truly great time of the year. It really, really is. Once you get into early November, it's a really neat time of the year. Now, mind you, the weather's going to feel not quite like November around here. If you're into fall, you're going to love it over the next few days. The wind's starting to whip outside. We're supposed to have some rain in the area over the next little bit. I think the rain chances are down now to 40%. I think much of that is going to be south of 85, according to some of the radars that I've seen. I don't know that Lincoln County will get much of anything, but time will tell. This is pretty much the warmest it's going to be today. And if the wind continues to blow, it's going to be even more interesting. Obviously, kids will be out tonight, I would imagine. So if you get that unusual knock on the door at 7 o'clock, 7.15, 7.18, or for some of you living in certain neighborhoods perpetually through a two-hour span, that's why. Hopefully, everything goes all right. Hopefully, there's no issues or anything that will have to be dealt with throughout the course of the evening. And hopefully, the, for those that participate, the candy's going to be fantastic. Last night, that Monday night football game, the Detroit Lions beat the Las Vegas Raiders. 26 to 14 was that score in Detroit. Detroit had moments to where they looked really good on the offensive side. It looked like that they really tried to establish the run game. And it looked like they had great success. Jameer Gibbs, 26 carries, 152 yards, a touchdown. So the Detroit Lions, they've got a host of young players that seem to be really quite exciting. And I'm trying to pull those guys up right now. Craig Reynolds is another one. Craig Reynolds had a very understatedly good night last night. 14 carries, 74 yards. Sam Laporta, who was a, a rookie tight end, eight catches, 57 yards. He had a touchdown. And again, for this rookie talent 
to be able to make immediate contributions is probably one of the major reasons why the Detroit Lions are having a sneaky good first half of the NFL season. Now, mind you, eventually the film's going to get out on these guys. Is this a club that I think is going to contend for the NFC Championship? No. Do I think it's a team that could win the North? Absolutely. Absolutely. Bear with me for just a second. It may be 50 degrees outside. It's not 50 degrees in the studio. It's a little warmer. The hoodie, very appropriate outside. If you go outside, take a couple layers with you. Be prepared for the chill because it is chilly. In here, not so much. If this Detroit Lions Club does make a run through the Northern Division of the NFC, and Dan Campbell's club does continue to make a push to put a really good record together, 6-2 and two currently. And they can keep this unit together. I think happy days are here again for Lions Faithful, which is good. I saw what this Lions defense did against Jimmy Garoppolo and the, Raider, and the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo was hounded last night. Jimmy Garoppolo, it was all that he could do to stay upright. Six sacks on the evening for the Lions. Alex Anzalone had a couple sacks. Aleem McNeil had two sacks. Julian Aquara had a sack. Tracy Walker the third had a sack. And obviously Garoppolo was not able to have the kind of rhythm and timing that he wanted. He was 10 for 21 on the night, just 126 yards. But if you look at what the team was able to do, or should I say unable to do, they were pretty much taken out of any opportunity to have significant rhythm during the course of the game. This game was dominated by the Detroit Lions. And really the only time that the Lions were stopped short or not able to continue pushing down the field was at their own doing. They had more than three times the amount of yards gained than the Raiders. Jared Goff put up 264 yards through the air, a very competent number, not crazy. They ran the ball for 222 yards. Yards per play, six for the Lions, three and a half for the Raiders. 29 first downs for the Lions, 12 for the Raiders. Third down efficiency was really good, 6 for 14. The Raiders were 1 for 9. Total plays. Now, obviously, 
with where we are in this geography, this is the number that would tickle the fancy of one Adam Hodge or any South Point Red Raider faithful. Total plays. This is one of the key numbers that anybody who's a possession-type football fan really wants to see. The Detroit Lions ran 81 plays. The Raiders, 45. Now, you're never going to get those numbers in a high school game because the high school game is set up very differently. Obviously, there's 12 minutes less time. But you get the point. This Red Raiders team here in South Point, a North Gaston football team, they would love that plus minus as far as plays run. 36 plays to the better for the Detroit Lions. It means that you're keeping the football. You're obviously positioning yourself with an opportunity to score. That's one thing. But you're, you're putting so much mental and physical pressure on the defense. It's not even funny. And that's one of the things that I think Florida State, in winning a game against Wake Forest in the easy fashion that they did, they were able to do. Florida State's an incredibly fast-paced offense. For them to be the fourth-ranked team in the country, I can only imagine what the other three look like. Florida State's really good. They're really dynamic. But a team that is able to continue to move the chains, continue, continue to keep drives alive, do they have dominant players? Absolutely. If you could have told Wake Forest that they were going to have to contend with 25 fewer plays in the game than what they had to contend with, would they like their odds of pulling off the upset? Absolutely. It never happened. It never developed. Eventually, defenses just simply wilt away when they're overused. That's what happened in Winston-Salem with the game that I saw. That's what happened on Monday Night Football with the Lions. They just continue to wear down their opponents. The 26 points that they put on the board wasn't anything spectacular. They were just steady. But the defense was incredibly good. The Raiders had no answer. This 26-14 game was really a far more distant game for the Lions than 12 points would indicate. This game could have easily been a three-touchdown ball game. Easily. The Lions manhandled the Las Vegas Raiders. And when we come back on the other side of the timeout, we're going to come back and talk about the World Series. The World Series... If, you, if you're okay with watching teams that you're not incredibly familiar with, this is going to be a good World Series. It has been a good World Series. And could the Texas Rangers, despite being up 2-1, could they be in a deficit situation now?
We'll talk more about that when we come back on the other side of the break. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning. So glad that you could join us. Brian Rushing here with you on this Tuesday morning. So we'll dive into a little bit of the World Series. A 3-1 win for the Texas Rangers. 
They now lead the series 2-1, to one, a matchup between Fott and Scherzer. Brandon Fott, of course, as one of the early storylines in the game last night, got his major league debut against the Rangers. It did not go well. But this is a very different Brandon Fott now than when we saw him make his big league debut. And I think he acquitted himself quite nicely on the mound last night. The unfortunate side of this is that everything is so much more magnified in the World Series. So oftentimes, if you give up an early three spot, and when I say early, I'm talking about the first three innings, you give yourself, you put yourself in a significant deficit, especially with the Texas Rangers who Max Scherzer, until he hurt his back, was really good. Very effective. Now, the way this would break down, typically, Scherzer, if there's a game seven, would get the ball. I don't know that that's going to happen now. Again, Max is getting up in age, and if he's not able to get the call or make the call, answer the call, take the baseball on the bump, this could put the Rangers in a deficit situation. And the reality is, is it's going to be a bullpen day for the Rangers anyhow. Now, at this point, effectively, you're going to roll a guy out there as long as he can possibly go. And the moment that he stops being effective, you're going to take him out. You can always bring him back in a day or two. Which is why when they were able to go to the bullpen for John Gray, John Gray pitched three innings, and he was really steady. And the reality is that this Texas Rangers ball club, once they got through six, basically just started following the program. They get the three-to-one win. They have the two-one advantage. Game four tonight at 8 o'clock. A larger potential problem for the Rangers is not Max Scherzer. It's not nothing, but it's not the be-all, end-all. Adolis Garcia last night came up lame toward the end of the ball game. And we're not quite sure what's going to happen with him. Can he play through it? We'll find out. Can he effectively play through it? We'll have to wait and see. I can assure you of this. If he is dealing with something that is either abdominal or back, you're probably going to see the Diamondbacks exploit that to the point to where I see a club using way more off-speed pitches in the contest tonight against Adolis Garcia, even if he's in the lineup. Now, again, if he's not in the lineup, that's a bit of a difference maker for this club that they'll have to contend with.
We'll wait and see what transpires later on this evening. As we're getting to that time of the year in baseball to where every game, every pitch genuinely matters. So the Texas Rangers with a 2-1 series lead win the game last night 3-1 in a game that was dominated by pitching. Corey Seager had the one ball that made the difference. According to StatCast, that ball left the yard faster than any ball since 2015. 114 and a half miles an hour. It was a bullet. Two-run shot gave the Rangers the 3-0 lead they would hold on. Of course, we had the conversation yesterday with Evan Wise, and Evan Wise gave us some great detail, gave us some great insight as to what's happening related to this World Series. Of course, we'll have more about this tomorrow. Folks, now in Gastonia, Home Outlet is your secret to winning the home improvement game. With new quality kitchens, baths, floors, and more, your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet has everything you need to take your project from plan to reality, including the largest selection of in-stock products. You don't have to imagine the feeling of walking into your newly remodeled kitchen because Home Outlet is now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. That's the feeling of winning the home improvement game. Follow us on social media or visit homeoutlet.com. Good morning, Corky Franks. Corky Franks, Corky Franks, whatever. You ain't feeling it today, are you? It's... We need to switch seats. This ain't messing. This is not messing. What you got? Got the flu, got the Rona, got allergies. I hope it's I hope it's none of the first two. Uh, doing too much work, too much analysis, too much talking, sore throat. The, the throat's not sore, it's just, it's clear that I've lost my fastball. Oh, okay. Like that 87 mile an hour changeup that fought, hung the Corey Seager last night, lost your fastball, hung the changeup right over the plate, missed the spot. That's how you feel today. Well, I don't know what the pitch was coming in. Yeah. You know what it was going out. I know what it was going out. Yeah. That's how you feel. You feel like that pitch going out, don't you, right? Yeah. How, how, about, how was the show yesterday? Well, we, we had GN. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the, I was accosting him yesterday morning. So there was going to be there was going to be some entertainment value. No okay. question about it. Um, I'm going to upload that today, by the way. Okay. I, I, man, I was busy all day yesterday. I got some great news to tell you. Well, let's hear it. I ain't going to tell it on air. <laughs> it's not a private matter. Okay. Remember what I was telling you about this? Okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, we definitely need to talk off air because I'm not quite sure. Well, let me throw some flat. Let me flash some numbers up to you. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Okay. What about that? I'm telling you, man, I have said it a million times, Brian. When you keep your intent intact, 
and you have good intentions, and you put the work in, you try to do things the right way, and all that, it always falls in your lap. Now, I'll tell you what else fell in my lap. I think I'm going to have to eat. You got Coach Hodge coming on today, right? Do not. Oh, really? He's not coming on today? Got a, I was not able to get connected with him. Okay. Going to try to work it out for a little bit later on this week. We're going to try to rearrange some conversations okay. this week that are a little more relevant to the playoffs. Good. That way I won't have to apologize him. I apologize to him live today for picking North Gaston last week. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to try to have him on. Yeah. Well, let me know when he's on. That way I can uh, miss that conversation. Okay. Yeah. Give me another day off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can certainly do that. Yeah. Think I need to apologize? Or was that just entertainment value last Friday? A little of both. Well, I mean. Did you make, did you and G, I'm sure you guys picked on me yesterday for going three and four. We no, were in first place no, together, because, right? Well, I had a game lead. That is close enough. You sound like the Rangers. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we both went three and four. Yeah. I mean, what, what right do I have to pick on anyone? Yeah, we both did, didn't we? Oh, man. Who, how's the standings right now for the pick six? Um, a, cl a little closer now. A little closer. Yeah. You and I still in first and second? Let's see. Did Joe Hughes catch us? Walker catch us? Joe Hughes is now even with you. Okay. He's been hot for the last three weeks. He's been feeling it pretty good. Yeah. Um, but listen, you and I went out on, on a limb last week, took a chance on a couple teams, you know, I've done the same. I did the same thing earlier. You know, back to back weeks and cost myself a few games. I, I knew better. Um, let me ask you something, dude. Is anybody going to be able to, to to stop Crest if Kings Mountain couldn't do it? Are they not the state champs? Seriously, do you not go ahead and make the trophy now? Let's be honest, dude. I don't know. I I, I still want to see with my own eyes, either film or live, the Sickery Red Tornadoes team. Okay. The Sickery team must be really, really good. Yeah. And again, I think this is one of these situations to where we would just ask the source, Dave Lubowicz, you know, what does he think about this Hickory Club? Because right now, the top two seeds in the West are Crest and Hickory. Yeah. And it's really intriguing to me if those two clubs are at the end playing for the Western Regional title. It's going to be really intriguing to me just how all this goes down. Now, I will say this. I'm curious as to what Crest was able to do on the defensive side of the football that seemed to answer so many questions Friday night. Yeah. Because I didn't think that Crest honestly had that in them to hold Kings Mountain to 14 points. I didn't think it was there. I had seen this club bend but not break against North Gaston to where I saw North Gaston literally moving the line of scrimmage on crest. Yeah. I know that Kings Mountain plays a slightly different style, but I really thought that Kings Mountain would be able to bull rush themselves offensively into a good number. What was the final score of that game? I think it was 39-14. Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, seriously though, you hold them to 39 points. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So, you know, the next when we get coach uh we get coach back on the show, I want to ask him does he think it's possible to hold them to less points a game because 39 is way below their average anyway, Brian. 
I mean, well, so, so on paper, they did a pretty good job, you see? Well, and I think that number is somewhat deceiving. Yeah. Because I'm sure that Kings Mountain late in the game was put in some spots they didn't necessarily want to be. Right. So could they have held Crest to fewer points? Yes. I'm sure there are people that would argue, well, Crest didn't play their best offensive game. So what could they have done against Kings Mountain? I don't know. There's there's a, there's a lot of variables to that end. I didn't I didn't go on a, out on a limb for Kings Mountain. I genuinely thought that Kings Mountain was going to straight up beat Crest because of what I had seen defensively. But that was not to be. I was going to look. Let's see. I, I saved this yesterday. I saw this online. The brackets. Have you pulled up the brackets? Well, let's see here. I know that if you go to carolinasportshub.com, those brackets are up in full. Not just the West, but the East as well. You were talking about the Hickory team. Well, if those two teams face each other, it's going to be it's going to be in the Final Four of the state, right? Yes. Okay. You were talking about the Hickory team. Okay. Let me give you some stats here for Crest. You have not what time? What time is? All right, we got time. Uh, Natavius Husky, twenty seven hundred yards passing a game, right? 35 touchdowns, seven picks, 140 quarterback rating, all right? This kid from Hickory, Brady Stober, he's got 2,300 passing yards. He's got 143.8. He's more accurate than Husky, okay? This kid's a junior. 30 touchdowns, two interceptions, a little more accurate. Plus, Hickory has a running game. They have a kid, Isaiah Lackey, who has 1,200 yards rushing, 23 touchdowns, Brian. To put that in perspective, what's what's the most known rushing team in this area? South Point? Okay. This Isaiah Lackey kid from Hickory has 1,200 yards this season, 23 touchdowns. Chance Ford for South Point, 1,283. Patrick Blee, 1,075. That kind of runner with that kind of passing game, that's pretty doggone dangerous, isn't it, for Hickory? Sure. And yeah. that's and, and, and we're looking a long way down the road, but that would be a great matchup to see, wouldn't it? Well, and, and they have a lot of weapons. They're able to spread the ball around a good bit. Yeah. And I don't think they go as vertically as Crest does. I mean, one thing about Crest, Nitavius Husky's gonna have more interceptions because they go vertically down the field more. The reality is is anytime you put the ball up in the air, there's a certain measure of risk. And for clubs that are risk averse, they're not going to throw the ball as often. The, to them, the juice simply isn't worth the squeeze. For Crest, they're all about it. With the, out, with the outside weapons that they have, they've got no problem going vertically. None man, at all. Man, what in the world happened to East Lincoln Friday night? Brown, they got shut out. Shut out. They don't get shut out. Are, are, they, still trying to, are they still trying to figure this thing out? You know, that's, that's a great question. I mean, and again, we always knew that East Lincoln defensively was going to be solid. Now, they've had some moments of slippage this year. East Lincoln had 103 yards total offense. 103. That would, that would speak to one thing for me. North Lincoln's defense? That and, and I would even say probably some injuries along the way. They've been dealing with them. And it could have been that it came to a head last, last Friday night. Now, the reality is the Knights, you got to give them kudos. When, when you only score 13 points against East Lincoln, you understand you're going to be in for a dogfight. When your defense responds and holds East Lincoln to zero points, 
kudos to those guys. Yeah. Just couldn't get anything going, you know. But, hey, like you said, you know, we had Coach on last week, and I think he mentioned he or, or we mentioned to him, I think they've had 10 guys running the football. I mean, it's week after week after week, injury after injury after injury, and they're still trying to, you know, they're still trying to get better and get back on track. Well, they, they better get back on track this week. I mean, you got the playoffs this week. Well, and, and that's when it gets down to business. Well, it's not like it gets easy for them. Yeah. I mean, they're going to go on the road to Ledford, a 9-1 and one team. Yeah. Now, I understand there are nine and one teams, and then there are nine and one teams. Yep. Is Ledford legitimately a nine and one team? We're certainly going to find out. Well, if they were, they wouldn't be ranked 14th, would they? Wouldn't it be ranked second? See what I'm saying? <laughs> well, what that means is they didn't win their league. Yeah. The one loss just happened to come in a situation much like Kings Mountain. If Ledford's anything as good as Kings Mountain, then East Lincoln's going to have their hands full. Well, the, the, their conference winner in the mid-Piedmont 3A was Oak Grove, who's playing Ashbrook, who's a number 27 seed. So, um, you know, Ashbrook could, hey, Ashbrook could be able to tell uh, <laughs> tell somebody how good that team is after Friday night because that's who they're playing. Uh, Oak Grove, a number six seed, Ashbrook 27. What about six teams from the Big South making it into the tournament? Do you think that's right, Brian? Let's be honest. Come on. Well, again – I want to save it for the other side of the break because okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it as long as those teams are legitimately due a spot in the top 32 in the region. We'll talk about that when we come back because for, for there to be six teams in the Big South that make the playoffs, that's one thing. How many are going to be left standing after week one? That's what I want to cover when we come back on the other side of the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000.
Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning. So glad that you could join us. Here's the plan for the rest of the day, folks. We got no conversations. We're going to be working those in possibly for later on in the week, okay? By the end of the day, we're going to have unveiled the pick six, okay? Obviously, with the playoffs, we're going to hit the high schools heavy. College football, there's really some not very good matchups in college football. I mean, let's be honest. It's kind of a lame week. No real marquee matchups. Now, one I am intrigued by that I think I would like to put in the pick six is a matchup, ironically enough, in the Pac-12. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Top of the hour at 8 o'clock, we're going to talk about teams from the area that are doing well in soccer, that are doing really well in volleyball, some of the individuals that are doing some great things. We'll cover all that on the Top of the second hour. And then we're going to take some phone calls. Go ahead. <laughs> what, was that? what was that? What are you looking at over there? Because we were just talking during the break. We talked about this guy laying low, right? I said, man, that dude needs to lay low, right? And the first thing that popped in my head was Burr Rabbit and the Tar Baby. Remember that story? Sure. Yeah. You know, the guy wasn't, he wasn't strong, so he had to outsmart the other guy, right? And I happened to remember, look over here in the studio on that shelf. Look at that old-timey book. What does it say? Uncle Remus stories? You see it? Right. I bet. (laughs) Who's on the cover? Is that Burr Rabbit on the cover? Could be. (laughs) Well, if the wrong people knew I had that, they'd come confiscate it, wouldn't they? 
The thing be out of the library. Is that one of those, that one of those banned books? <laughs> man, they ain't going to ban anything that don't suit their way of, <laughs> way of living. Oh, man. Yeah. Bird Rabbit and the Tar Baby. It's been a long time since I heard that one. I don't know. Dude, the stuff pops in my head all over the place. How was your weekend? We ain't even got to catch up. I came in late. I can't. So I came in late this morning, and you'd already started the segment, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man, Brian's." You know, I think Brian's a little bit <laughs> this morning. Then I heard you talking. I was like, "Nah, he ain't feeling it too good today." No, so it's, it's not. So, so you and I hadn't even had time to catch up from the weekend. No, I hadn't I've, even talked. I've ever since Tuesday of last week, I have been overdoing it in the worst way possible. Yeah. And it caught up to me. Did it really? And I know the moment that it caught up to me. When was that? I was feeling it on the drive back from Winston-Salem on Saturday. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was at my uncle's house Saturday, and we were watching the game, and he was, you know, we were just talking. I said, hold on a minute. I said, that's B-Rush. And every time there was a tackle or something, I could hear you in the background. There's something else to go down. <laughs> they got you working up there, don't well, they? They, they? They have that's me a, working. That's a J-O-B, buddy. It really is. That is a job. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, we heard you loud and clear. Well, I was really hoping that Wake Forest would have gotten some more first downs. Yeah. One of the things that's really probably the coolest thing about doing the job up in Winston-Salem is when they get a first down, and I basically lead the crowd into it's a first down wake, yeah. and then everybody follows in with Forest. Yeah. Now, when there's 30,000 people there, it sounds cool. Right. When Florida State's up three touchdowns <clears throat> really and everybody in the second half is checked out, yeah. it's more like 100 peop- 140 people going, Forrest. Yeah, and you sound like an idiot. And everybody else. Kind, kind yeah, of, kind of, I, sort of. I, I get it, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're you trying to lead the choir, but can't nobody sing. <laughs> you know, you're up there by true, yourself. True that. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling, yeah. I mean, you're not an idiot by any means, but I know the feeling. I've been well, there before. I mean, you're, you, you're sitting there, and you're like, Man, this is not you're, getting over. No, Brian, no. You're like, can we just can we stop now? This thing only works in certain situations. Let's keep moving forward. But you can't tell the brass that because you got to stick with the script, buddy. Yeah, stick with the script. Ain't no script here, is it? Not as much. No, definitely not as centered as a script at, at Wake Forest. What, what else you do this weekend? Anything else? Did you get to at least lay around Sunday? No. What'd you do, son? What'd you do, son? We had to move furniture. Oh, really? The washer and dryer's in the house now. Yeah. Have the, you moved in completely? We've moved in completely. Okay. So when are we going to have a cookout? I don't know. Maybe you need to come to my place and have a cookout. I, I'll do the cooking since you don't feel good. Okay. Speaking of cookout, we had a uh, – Brittany came into town Sunday um, or this weekend, so we got to hang out. Haven't got to see her a lot. Just You know, just go up and watch a volleyball game and things like that. And uh, so she came into into town, cooked a couple steaks, and then went night flying Sunday. Didn't okay. get we didn't get home to like ten thirty Sunday night. Then I had an action packed day yesterday. I need to show you that video. It was funny, man, funny. Oh, and, and by the way, Brian, I told you about Haley being able to fly the plane one time. You know, I flew her to lunch, let right. her take the controls and fly the plane just a little bit. Brittany flew that sucker at least fifteen miles by herself. Sunday night, pitch black dark. She's flying the brakes off of that thing. I was like, dude, let me get, let me pay for you to get your license. She can fly it way better than I can. I'm a pilot. <laughs> there you go. 
Isn't it crazy how your kids can do things like 10 times faster and better than you? It's amazing to me. I'm telling you right now, if my dad, if my dad, first of all, ever would have been a pilot, I, I don't know that I would have gotten on the plane with him, to be quite honest. Okay. But if he'd have sat there and said, son, here you go. Nope, I'll pass, Dad. Where's the parachute? I, I'm getting out of this joker. I I would have white knuckled it the whole time. Brian, I would have, I would have been that kid on the hot for teacher video. Dude, I am deathly afraid of heights. Isn't that crazy? Like you know, when I'm doing commercial work on top of these buildings and high rises and things like that, I don't even get close to the edge. I don't care if there's a rail or anything. Like I have a crazy sense of balance. Like I'm losing my balance. You get top heavy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, I get top heavy, but that's for very different <laughs> reasons. Well, because you're about eight feet tall, you know, big guy. You get a little heavy and fall. I get that. So yeah, I'm just a little short guy. I get up there, man. I'm scared to death of heights. But for some reason, I can get in that stinking airplane, and it don't bother me in the least. I don't know what it is. So overcame one of my fears, I guess. But anyway, we had a really good action-packed weekend this weekend. There's something at Wake Forest that happens virtually every time I'm up there. You feel like you're going to fall out of the window? No, that weirds me out. It weirds me out unlike anything that I've ever had to be dealing with. They have this fast tracks parachute team that comes in virtually every game. Okay. Not every game, but almost. Every time, people are looking up like, here he comes. I can't look up. Do you get, feel like you get, get dizzy? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I feel like I can't watch this guy for two reasons. One, I get uncomfortable looking at him. Two, I can't think of the possibility of what would happen if something goes south. Yeah. And I don't want to watch it. Yeah. So I'm just like, I, I get locked into my script and I don't, I, I don't even look. It's, it's fun. Once he lands, once you see the shoot opening and he's circling a bit, circling the stadium. No, thanks. Not interested. Really? I can't. No, that's no. Really? Really? I, I no. Man, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to jump out of an airplane. Ain't no, it's hey, am I pretty out there, right? I mean, yeah, you'll take some chances. I ain't taking that chance. <laughs> ain't no way I'm jumping out of an airplane. Nope. That is the dumbest thing ever. There's no way. Ain't happening. I ain't getting on a banana boat either. That is the dumbest. Right? I've done a lot of dumb things. Riding a banana boat at the beach was the absolute dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Dumb. I'll never do that again. I got beat to death. Fell off of that thing, man. Dude didn't even know I'd fell off. I looked up and I couldn't even see him. I was thinking to myself, here comes a shark going to bite my leg off. Man, you telling me this is how it's going to end? <laughs> Not for me. I ain't never doing that again. That's insanity. Okay. So let's get to something that's not dumb. All right. Okay. The Big South Conference. Yep. Six teams make the playoffs. May now. Is it a little, at least a little ludicrous? May not be dumb. Well, but is it? I mean, again, if you look at it by comparison, did those teams, I mean, a, an argument could be made that with one of the best conferences in 3A football in the state. Historically, however, go ahead. What well, about this year? There was some separation. All right. There really was. However, and we talk about this all the time, how many teams have come from other parts of the state, specifically the mountains, with really gaudy records? Yeah. And either they come down this way or we go that direction and we completely dismantle them. It's happened 
way more times than it's been happening to Gaston County teams. Right. I think that plays a big role in this new metric that's determining who goes into the playoffs. <laughs> Brian, look here. I make fun of this conference every year. 3A Mountain 7. Okay. Next year, they'd probably be the 3A Mountain 7 and a quarter. I mean, it cha- that, that, don't even have, that don't even have a ring to it, does it? Call them Mountain West or something. Anyway, I, I just can't get these new conference names. Anyway, West Henderson, Pisgah, Smoky Mountain, Tuscola. How far do those teams make it? Seriously. They, all four, four of the six teams in the conference got in. Okay. West Henderson, a number three seed. A number three seed. Okay. If, if Do you not think the winner of East Lincoln and Ledford will knock off West Henderson in the second round next Friday night? It's a possibility. Highly possible, isn't it, Brian? Highly, sure. highly possible. That's why it's, these rankings, I mean, they got to find somebody to fill the spots. I just, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I haven't had a chance to, I've been slammed, a lot of stuff going on. I haven't really had the chance to break it down, but, you know, that's one conference we talk about a lot. And, you know, you, you have uh, actually five, yeah, five teams out of that conference are in West Henderson, Pisgah, Smoky Mountain, Tuscola, and North Henderson. You got three, three and three teams. You have a four and six, a five and five, and a seven and three team. All three of them, three and three in the conference, making it into the playoffs. Sure. Come on, man. Come on. Okay. So here's the thing. Obviously, a lot of this got, a lot of this happened when they expanded an additional round. Okay. Yeah. And so, therefore, how many Big South teams would have made the playoffs had there only been. 32 teams across the state, 16 per region. Four? Three? Well, all you have to do is look at who the 17 seed up was. Yeah. So 17 to 32, whoever that was, they're not getting in. Mm, Yeah, I can't look at that quick. I mean, the reality is anybody playing a home game, okay, would have been in in the new seeding scheme. Any team on the road would be out. I'm trying yeah, see. So the only two teams as far as I'm as, as far as I can recall out of the Big South that are playing at home this week isn't that just Crest and Kings Mountain? Brian, there's there are there are five teams out of the 3A Western Foothills. The the conference that uh, East Lincoln is Hickory, Statesville, North Lincoln, East Lincoln and West Iredale. All five of those teams going to the playoffs. Right. But like you say, Brian, you know they added the additional round. How long is that? How long ago has that been? A couple of years ago. It's been a little while. Uh, they added that additional round, and I get it. You make revenue for the schools, and you know the state gets a little more gate money and things like that. And I get it. But how how many of those teams really advance? You know, like you say, how many of the seventeen through thirty two teams advance? How often does that happen? Okay, so that kind of brings together my point. Here's here's the reality. Okay. South Point, a 17 seed, yep. would have been just on the outside looking in. Yeah. They would not have gotten in. Then you've got North Gaston would not have gotten in. Ashbrook would not have gotten in. Huss would not have gotten in. Now, could you make an argument? East Lincoln would not have gotten in. East Lincoln would not have gotten in. So, I mean, the reality is, is that, only two clubs 
would have gotten into the into the playoffs anyway if they'd used the old system. Yeah. So the fact that they're using this new system, more teams are going to get in. And as far as I'm concerned, I'd rather see Big South teams get in than another conference because I know the quality of high school football in this league versus other leagues. Yeah, but, the, you know, the, it, it's been down this year, Brian. You know, everybody knew, like preseason polls, everybody, even the coaches, Brian, the coaches poll, you know, Richard Walker talked about this the first week of the season. Everybody fi- fi- uh, picked Crest to finish one. What happened? To finish one. Kings Mountain, two. What happened? Two. South Point, three. Well, they slid into the three-hole. That, <laughs> that could have went either way. But, you know, I mean, it's, it really wasn't, as far as records go, as far as the records go, it really wasn't as competitive as a lot of people thought. Ashbrook, I mean, you know, Ashbrook had high hopes. They end up, you know, basically uh, they were four and six on the season. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, North Gaston came out of nowhere, finished five and five on the season. Right. They could have easily been six and four if they'd have took care of Ashbrook. Sure. Right. They could have been six and four. No, listen. Let's be honest. We kicked. We picked North Gaston last Friday for entertainment and get everybody fired up and this and that. But <laughs> I, I don't think any of us thought North Gaston was going to beat South Point. Uh, you know, Stuart Kramer, like you said, you've talked about them several times. Had Coach McMillan on the show. They're basically rebuilding, and you've you've seen them up close and personal several times. And talk about their future being bright. You know, Forestry didn't live up to their expectations. You know, Hunter Huss, who's going to show up week to week? You don't know. So the the conference was a little bit down this year. Don't you agree? So we got about 30 seconds before we go to break. My question to you is this, and we'll certainly talk about this on the other side of the uh, – at the start of hour two. Six teams in the Big South, how many teams are going to survive round one? Uh, I can answer that after the break. I will certainly defer. Okay. To the second half? To the second half. Okay. <laughs> We'll be back in just a bit here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.